Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. It is the August 26, 2017 edition. Uh, last week we talked about how there wouldn't be a lot of news. It shows how much I know. There's a lot yeah. to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Everyone proved us wrong. Fuck. Too much news. Yeah. Too much. We've got a full page worth almost of news to discuss. But before we begin to that, let me first introduce our special guests that we've got. So first off, as always, uh, we've got Josh Torres. I was able to pre-order a SNES Classic. Do I get an achievement for that? You get, you get a SNES Classic. That's all I you get. Would, oh, that's the if, achievement. How awful would it be to have like one of those achievements that are like limited supply? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly how they. It's like back when you have like those games, like the multiplayer the online, like, zero. The hell, yeah, multiplayer. Yeah. Exactly. You were thinking exactly where I was mm-hmm. on that. Yep. That's. The worst. It's a special place in game development hell for uh, developers that design online trophies or achievements. Yeah, but it was like still like a, a new thing, like Far Cry Two, for example. It's just like it's like this will be a good way to incentivize players to like play a shitload, right? Oh yes. Oh, we've also got James Galizio. Yo. Yes. Uh, I was going to mention real quick. It's like when Final Fantasy Eleven has those uh, achievements where you have to get to level seventy-five on the classes. It's oh, just shit. like it's like what like. Was it 50 points or something like that? It wasn't even that much <laughs> to get to 1,000. It was the worst. Let me show, let me show you my Warhawk and Starhawk trophies that you can still <sighs> totally get. Oh, my God. I've totally forgot about Warhawk until you just mentioned it just now. That was that was a damn shame because Starhawk was actually a pretty fun game, though. I, I, so. I liked Warhawk. I never really got into Starhawk that much. I should have, but I just mm. at the time, just, I was like, I don't know if I'm ready for more of these games. It's I'm funny because I, I think... never played them because... Um... I got a PS3 fairly early on when the library was pretty anemic, and yet there was Warhawk right out there at the start, and I never played it. I let Can me you... t- let me tell you about my. Uh, I was able to like get a PS3 like me one week after it launched, and my my first two games were Resistance One and the MotorStorm demo. I loved Resistance as much as I, I like the the gun that made you shoot through the walls. That was pretty yeah, cool. That was good. It was like an ex- yeah. I also played Lair when they actually patched it so that you could use your controller without the motion stick stuff like the, the gyro. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It was pretty fun. It's kind of weird how we're talking about that now since last week we talked about Factor 5. So it's it's all coming back in a full circle. <laughs> but that was actually when you got the when you were able to play it without using the stupid uh, gyroscope that's in the controller. What, what was it? The motion? The six axis. Six, six axis. Yeah. Yes, that's what I was talking about. Uh, Lair is actually all right. It just didn't get any respect because of. The I remember that it had. liking the dragon models at the time. I was like, "Wow, those actually probably pretty good. Pretty looks pretty good." I'm sure it does not hold up at all. Fuck, uh, we're talking it's about really like, interesting how years. so many. Well, I guess it's not surprising that so many of those early PS3 titles had six-axis motion controls, even even when it really didn't need them. Like I remember Ratchet Click Tools of Destruction had, and it's like, why? There, okay, and... there was one game. Besides folklore, that actually used it really in a really cool way, and that was like the high pro bowling or something like that. Um, there was this bowling game, and the way you held it was you you lifted like your hand underneath the controller and put your uh, pinky and your index finger on the L two and R two triggers, mm-hmm. so you would like swing it to throw the ball. That just kind of like the early Wii concept, and actually we had it before, didn't it? Because it came out no, it came out at the same time as the PS two yeah. did it, so like. They had the same idea. There was also like Uncharted. You actually took over bridges. You had to like keep it steady. I think even like two had it. Yeah, no, only it, one. I, yeah, only one. But you also used it to to control the grenade arc. 
Yes, yes. That's oh, and actually, uh, I don't know why it's that was like our first real taste of an uh, HD Gundam game. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, fuck, that's right. I, I I don't know did, did if Six Axis support was in Crossfire. Was I was it? gonna ask. I don't think so, because I mean, obviously it was shoehorned to a lot of games, but I don't know if that was so much on the Japanese side as it was on like the Western side, as far as like the number of games that used it. But... I don't remember if it had it. I tried to block I just it out of my memory. Sucked. Yeah, Gundam, Gundam needs to be shoved into the deepest, darkest reaches of hell where it belongs. That's, uh, so sometimes I feel like that's probably the the best solution. But the trailers were good. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> and then you saw the gameplay. You're like, wow, this is super bland and looks downright ugly. So, yep. well, like I was talking about, there's actually a lot of news to get to. So uh, before we get into that, though, we'll just take a little bit of time uh, going over the games that we've been playing. So, James. Uh, this has an RPG in it. Uh, you were playing some of last year's Doom, which is surprising to think that yep. that game came out a year ago. But uh, how's that? You said you've only been playing a little bit of it, though, so far? Yeah, just a little bit. Um, basically, you know the demo on Steam, how there's, like, the first level? Mm-hmm. I bought the game and just played the first level. Good. Awesome. Like, I've been waiting to pick it up because I was like, I could have borrowed oh, yeah. it from a friend and played it on PS4, but I was like, nah, I want to play it on PC. But I haven't been using uh, Windows much except for the last like month now, I think. So now yeah, I'm you're a Linux guy. Windows. Yeah, well, for the last month or so, I've been finally using Windows. Got on Windows 10. So how's Windows 10 treating you? Um, my big problem. Oh, that was my dog. Um, my big problem with uh, Windows 7 was that it did not work well with multiple monitors. So it's mm. like it just was really janky and whatnot. Windows 10 fixes all that. It runs fairly well. Don't really have any problems with it besides the uh, automatic updates. Yeah, I, the, uh, Windows 10. Sometimes I, I get really scared about those automatic updates because one because one morning I'll just wake up, log in, and find three to four things broken. It's like, oh, all right, let's see what it's I gotta so do. Weird. I hear about these problems and I haven't really experienced any of it. I think the only time I really experienced an issue was like a recent update where it broke um, gamepad support. I think it was, uh, and it was for like the DualShock controller, not so much for well, not uh, maybe it was DualShock. I think it was just like gamepad support was broken, and I think like an emulator was broken as well. So I had trouble with that. I think it was in the middle of me working, actually doing the um, the Panzer Dragoon Saga playthrough. I think like it broke some things, and so I couldn't play it until it was fixed. And so I had to delay my entire playthrough mm. of that until it was corrected, because I couldn't just play it with a mouse and keyboard. That's like yeah. a nightmare. Oh no. Yeah, so that's that's not going to happen. But for the most part, I think I just have a pretty good experience with that. But I'm also with you, James, in that like I've been really meaning to play Doom because uh, I loved the game as a kid. My dad actually played a lot of that and Wolfenstein. But um, it's like one of those few games that our, my dad actually got to see him play. Like I remember one of my early experiences was seeing him play... Uh, I think it was like Mario Kart at the Blockbuster. Like he would hang out at the corner with the kiosk that was there and just play that game. As as soon as everyone else was like walking around the store, he would just be standing there playing video games. <laughs> Don't <laughs> see too many of those experiences. He plays a lot of first-person shooters. We have to buy. That's like he. Whenever we buy him any presents, like any like movies or anything like that, he mm-hmm. just sets them aside. But if we buy him like Call of Duty or Battlefield, he's on that thing that's like, all the time. And Far Cry. Did he yeah, play? He's uh, a big... Did he play Titanfall 2's uh, story mode? I don't think we ever got Titanfall at all. Um, I mean, I'm sure he'd like it if we did get it for him, but it's just one of those games that, you know, it's mostly my brother buys the game for the chance that he'll want to play it as well because we've got that Steam family thing happening. So uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like it's a good excuse. For week, so. Yeah. I kind of missed playing Titanfall too. Now that you mention it, I just haven't had time to get around to it. They've added so many updates to that thing. Ugh, it sounds. Yeah, I really like Titanfall One on PC, and I got Titanfall Two on PS4 just because all my friends wanted to play it. Got mm-hmm. it on PS4, and I was like, okay, so I'm gonna buy it on PS4, and we're gonna be playing it, right? Oh my gosh. Of course. That's. Of course. Yep, that's, that's a, a that's good representation of, so of most of my friends. To, to buy Overwatch on PS4 because it's like, so we're gonna be playing this, right? We lasted yeah. longer, but only two weeks. Oh, I mean, I play a shitload of Overwatch, so you know, it's. I mean, they just they just released that patch, that update that, but like, um, buff my favorite character, my favorite class, my main Mercy, and so I'm super happy about that. I have yet to try the new ultimate though. It apparently just makes her fly the whole time, <laughs> which is amazing. To I, think I, about. I really want to see that in action. Like, I need to go pop into some streams and see like how like new Mercy is being handled. That it, it sounds insane on paper. I have a feeling we're going to be seeing a lot of nano boosted uh, Mercies in the future. Ooh. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, just nano boost the whole time. It's. I think that's perfect. Obviously, that's that's really good for the outdoor levels. I'm in the indoor, I don't know how well that would work because you would be uh, kind of stuck on the walls like a fly, and so I'm sure you'd be easy to get shot down. But... So for 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 people like who don't know, like so they took away like uh, Mercy's like old uh, ult of like resing everyone, like anyone in yeah. range. She has it like she has the resurrect like a single teammate like on a on a standard button now, and I I don't know the cooldown to that. And her new ultimate is like to be able to like fly around for a brief time. And like exactly. buffing all her skills. I believe That's... the cooldown is 20 seconds, and when she activates her ultimate, it resets all her cooldowns, and then also halves the cooldown for resurrect. So if you're yes. really good, if you you can resurrect someone, do your alt, resurrect someone immediately, and then 10 seconds later resurrect another person. So if you're really good at mercy, you can still resurrect like at least half your team in uh, 10 seconds. So it's clearly something you would want to resurrect pop the ultimate and then resurrect again you know that kind of thing and clearly flying around to try to avoid uh, the enemy as you're trying to pull this off would be challenging so i would love to see it the way it works out but competitively that might be the most exciting way to watch it because yeah that'll be a great way to pick up all the different tactics people are using because as a mercy main mostly my time is spent doing that whole like I forget what the what the skill is called, but it's that you press the button and then you just fly immediately towards whatever you're targeting, uh, which is always the worst if it's just a corpse. <laughs> so oh, yeah, <laughs> you can use it as a good way to like fly across the map uh, mm-hmm. immediately. But it looks like this is just straight up you're just flying. You know, you're not you're, like teleporting directly to a place. You're just like floating really high uh, to get out of the range of other people. Um, but as you said, like, yeah, nano boost or just health boost way up in the sky would be amazing. Uh, so I'm excited to give that a try. And then I guess they also made some adjustments to D.Va, but I'm not sure what those were. Not Basically, sure. they nerfed her uh, Matrix shield a bit and also gave oh, her a new attack that, was that gives cheap. her, like, a bit... Um, yeah. Basically a rocket volley, almost. Huh. Okay. Oh, and she can also uh, shoot while she's um, using her boosters. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's awesome. That's amazing. I, I, I'm, I'm happy about that. I mean, I'm kind of bummed that I can't do the resurrect the whole team like before, because, man, that could really help out in a pinch when you're in uh, uh, at the end of the um, the path of the payload. But I'm curious to see how this will pan out, because, uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, like a lot of time when you want to resurrect a bunch of people, you're just waiting for just one more person to die, because I don't want to resurrect <laughs> just one or two. I want to resurrect three or four. Which uh, is probably so... like the wrong mentality to go about yeah. it, but <laughs> so really I can imagine like why my... they did this. 
my gut feeling is it's a good change for Mercy, but on the flip side, it means that Zen is kind of underpowered now. Oh, man. But he, they just bumped him, like, to no end, so I don't know about Zen. I mean, who would be the next one, though? I mean, Lucario or something? Uh, not Lucario. That's a Pokemon. What am I thinking of? Lucar- uh, Lucio. <laughs> Lucio? Lucio, yes. His name's Lucario. Lucario. Lucario is that I can see how he's good on PC, but on console, it's like you cannot wall ride worth a damn on console. It's- Oh, it's it's a bit of a challenge, but the good news is everyone else has a gamepad, so they're all about the same, you know, as far as skill with the gamepad. But yeah, so Doom, right? <laughs> yeah, it's fun. They should add Doom Guy to Overwatch. Mm. Just like how they're adding uh, him to Quake Champions. I mean, wouldn't that? Hmm? I'm trying to imagine what that would look like. Just a guy with a bunch <laughs> of different guns. I don't know. I mean, I can imagine them pulling out like a. A character who pulls out like a bunch of different guns as his ultimate and just like start, start shooting in all directions, but I don't know. I don't know. Reaper sounds like that'd be like the close because of the it's shotgun. It's a faster Reaper. Yes. That that's just Reaper. A... That's actually a Reaper's rework. They just turned into Doom guy. Oh sweet. So Josh, you've been playing a lot of. <laughs> yeah, we just went over his Doom game. He just said he played the first level, oh, right? Uh, like... Do you have any Do you have any other thoughts on Doom? <laughs> Rip and tear. There we go. That, there we perfect. Go. All right, Josh. So uh, now this uh, Dissidia Final Fantasy NT uh, went into beta mm-hmm. this past weekend. I mean, this weekend. And so uh, it'll be up until September 5th. So people have got plenty of time to give it a try right. if they want to. Um, the complaints that I've been hearing about that, though, is that, of course, it's been limited uh, in the characters that you have and the maps. Um, like, people want to play all these different characters they just don't have access to. Yeah, I mean, Why don't you tell us a little bit about what that is? The so, the, like? the, this beta is uh, just purely a, a netcode test on their end. Uh, their roster is limited to, like, the uh, Final Fantasy 1 through 14 main heroes. So, you have Warrior of Light all the way down to Ishtola. None, none of the villains, none of, uh, not uh, Ramza from Tactics or Ace from, uh, what was that? Type zero, uh, so it's just the main heroes there. So of course it's limited off the off the bat, but you get uh you get your your hands on the game and like get accustomed to like it's all of its weird changes because this uh NT is a very very different game from the last the city game which was like O twelve Duodecim or something like that. Um, so three v three, and mm-hmm. I think the 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 beta is weird because my friends and I had a very very different expectation of what this was going to be like. Like, uh, I streamed a little bit of it uh, with them, and we were getting onto the beta. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to set up a lobby, and we're all going to be in there and play. And then the first guy goes, it's like, hey, guys, um, I, I I, don't think there's lobbies. It's like, no, 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 no. That sucks. That so, sucks so much. Yeah, the, it's only matchmaking into random uh, with randoms only. So, and, and that's... And matchmaking is awful in itself because it could take anywhere from 30 seconds to up to five minutes, if you're lucky, finding two other people in that matchmaking. And during the matchmaking, as you're waiting for people to populate your team, uh, it could sometimes freeze there. So you'd have to like close out the application and reboot it. And the only way you can check is like if your L1 is frozen or if you're trying to back out and the circle button isn't doing anything. So there's that part of it, uh, which kind of sucks. Uh, another part of it is since you're connecting to uh, random people, you don't know what their connection is like from weak connections to maybe they're playing on Wi-Fi what and whatnot. Uh, no, it doesn't give you any no indication bars. of like your, your oh. connection status to anyone there. So 7 out of 10 games for me, it's been like kind of laggy. Input lag, sometimes the game will stutter a bit. Mm. Um, so... 
on on the matches that were actually good, it it runs very well, like a, a like a standard, you know, uh, smooth sixty frames until like the summons come out. The summons, uh, like, kind of transform the battlefield because they're trying they're all over the place with the big effects and everything uh, attacking the other team. So, so that's kind of like how it was on PSP. Yeah, a little bit, but it really stresses like the like the graphical te- limitations of it. So you could, you do see that sixty frames going dipping down to be. 30 35 uh, when they're out on the field but then goes back up once they're gone uh, but other than that it's a 3v3 you but in the same sense it's the city where you have the bravery and hp attacks your bravery attacks are essentially like your attack power so you charge up this number with, with certain attacks then you hit your hp attack and then every like say you have 3000 bravery that you charge it up you'll do 3000 damage if an hp attack index and that's the one that'll actually deal damage to their health um, so that much like uh, older Dissidia games, but uh, the the big change, of course, is how skills work in this. You're not like picking or choosing what your attacks are in this. There's battle sets in this beta that are already predetermined. So you have, you know, your your one HP attack, which is already a big change in the in previous ones. You only had you had multiple HP attacks that you can equip with. Vaughn is the only one that you can equip up to two HP attacks because of how his weird uh, mechanics work. And other than that, you have uh, your bravery attacks which on the ground, uh, neutral, upward, and uh, backward, and also in the air. And so you have th- like around six H- uh, bravery attacks and one HP attacks. Uh, and then you know, just the, the general flow of the game is a lot to, you know, kind of process. Everyone, when they think of this new Dissidia, they think of that UI, that HUD. It's all over the place. So, you know, Alex and I uh, work together to bring guides uh, to you guys out there on if you feel lost if you don't know how your character works uh we have everything up there uh on the site uh breaking down each, like every single aspect of this beta uh for you so uh, feel free mm-hmm. to, to check that out if you if you feel overwhelmed um i think it's a i think it's a fine game i just it's kind of a bummer how they kind of present this beta it's very limiting the other than the matchmaking you have a practice mode and then you have a, a tutorial mode which uh goes over like a video like the bare basics Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so that that's cool, but it takes it'll take a lot of time to get used to a lot of, because the the way movement works and what everything you have to manage and trying to you know not feel lost in the middle of combat when there's like two people locked onto you or how do you how do you balance between getting like the summoning core to get your summon gauge up or do you uh, like kind of deny people from getting it around it? So a lot of that is early days but i'm 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 enjoying it so far i hope that they uh tighten up the netcode and you know hopefully hopefully like update the beta so it allows lobbies or maybe in the open beta have that because a lot of the, this game is hard to get a a good read on without an actual like team that you can trust you know it's a lot of people kind of mashed up together it's like okay hopefully they won't like that die three times in a row because in this game if a team suffers a ca- like a total ca- death count of three uh they they lose the match so if you have like a weak player on your team they can just like bully that player and like kill them three times then you'll lose the match even though you were playing well yeah i mean it sounds like even if it had like the net code in place if it's i mean you're if you're already having these challenges with the net code it seems like it'd be way too early for them to do teams because then it relies even more heavily on that but yeah, yeah but if you hopefully... get more consistent the, the the main thing is you get more consistent yeah. games out of it though because it sucks like having to wait like five matches into like a potentially laggy game and if it, if you take too long in the queue as well they start like uh you can they put bots in your game 
to fill up your team, but you can get into a situation where you're teamed up with two bots and you matched up against uh, a team with three actual people on there, and then you're just screwed for that match. Yeah, unless the CPU is really well done. I mean, (laughs) clearly this is... Yeah, I mean, obviously the most experience they've got is with an arcade version, and Mm -hmm. I thought (laughs) that doesn't even have any sort of, like... As far as I know, does it? Did the? Do you know if the arcade version had like a way to set up teams, actual teams with other oh, yeah. like local players? Yeah, no, I mean, that, Japan, I'm sure they did. Like, yeah, they, they're all have it lined up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, cool. I'm sure, I'm sure they're yeah, they're gonna have that in the final game. It's just the my friends and I came off from the Gundam versus Trial, which allowed you to do that. So we were very, we're very used to like these types of games having like uh, betas and like being able to like get consistent matches <laughs> yeah. in it. So that's you know kind of our perspective on it. But it's it's all good. the The character models look really great. Like the the visual in this game are just fantastic. Absolutely. So is that has that been most of your time that you've been spent playing? I mean, I know you've got mm-hmm. another game you've been working on, but this is obviously something that's been taking a lot of your time, especially with the guides. Oh yeah, um, pretty much. Uh, other than that, the only other thing that I've been not really playing a game on, but just tracking down that Super NES classic and uh, being one of the lucky ones too. Because I yes. like I, I got it on Best Buy when there was, that was up along with Amazon that late at night when everyone else was sleeping. Then yeah. like uh, and then I was kind of like monitoring the kerfuffle that happened the day after, and that just sounded like a fucking mess. It was because for one thing, I mean, yeah, we were able to on our Twitter account on RPG site, uh, we were able to share when went up on Best Buy, but on Amazon it showed up at about one forty five a.m. Pacific. Yeah, everyone so, was like pretty much asleep. Geez. That's mm-hmm. only for the scalpers because apparently people had already set up bots to automatically buy up uh, any stock of the Super Nintendo Classic as it appears online. So a lot of people have missed out on that. So and um, Amazon didn't have a, a cap um, on it too, right? Yeah, like, I was say that it didn't have any sort of. I'm not caps sure if the bots, at least at first, were a problem with Amazon because from what I've been hearing. Amazon had a page for the SNES Classic where you could sign up for, hey, notify me when it goes live. But then they made a separate page when it actually went, actually went live. Yeah, no, that's what, I mean, bots can be changed to just a jab for, like, the hardware itself. So they could still totally do that. They just have to target it, and it'll be fine. But that's, like, the biggest headache of all is just the yeah, app people be able to buy up multiple versions. It does seem like Amazon is reducing it back to, like, one unit per customer. But we'll see if that means they'll go live with another listing again. But, hmm. man, yeah. what, a, what a headache. It shouldn't yeah. be like this at all, especially uh, Game, for GameStop, something that's popular. GameStop took a really weird route because they're doing yeah. uh, the in-store thing only. Like, in most stores, only got, uh, at, at most, 10. Mm-hmm. So you saw, you saw a lot of, like, sudden lines forming up around the country uh for to get a pre-order in and then they also what was that uh thing they owned the think deal or something like that think geek think geek yeah, and then they, they they owned and to clear out stock on that end uh they started bundling the SNES classic like useless useless shit and drove up the price <sighs> for people on that end too, and that just seems uh, I mean... uh part of me just wants to like give up and just make my own other uh, raspberry pi so there is like you can actually buy like a mini super nintendo like case for a raspberry pi and so yeah. just go that route but I guess we'll see. I mean, I was able to buy my own unit, but you know, it's it's just such a. It's, why does, it doesn't? Like I said, it does not have to be this way. It doesn't. You know? This dish. is even worse than the NES Classic because think of how many people wanted to get this just to play Star Fox too. Mm-hmm. There's like that, and of course, actually, this has got you know some incredible games like Secret of Mana and Earthbound and Final Fantasy VI, and you know, and, and obviously Super Metroid and Super Mario World. So a bunch of games that you know the games that way more people would have grown up on as opposed to like the the nes you know so 
uh, at least as far as the, the the target market for this stuff, you know. Yeah, this, I, I feel like this test has a, uh, a human... the games have aged better. Yeah, yeah. a bigger, oh, a bigger, totally. a bigger More nostalgia just... factor than this classic. That's the lineup is like. way better on this than the NES classic. Mm -hmm. I agree sure. that too. And you know, it's it makes me kind of curious if uh, how many people are going to buy up like the the Famic Super Famicom classic, you know? Because I'm kind of curious on that thing myself. But I thought about it. I was like, nah. It's got Fire Emblem. It does. <laughs> Is that Mystical Ninja? I actually wanted to forgo him on. <laughs> that's the yeah, main yeah. reason. Oh my gosh, that's such a shame that that's not like over here. And I think it's got like a different version of Street Fighter and all that. So yeah, I guess we'll find out. But man, that's hopefully they'll have much bigger stock as the year goes on. Cause yeah, it does grow up because like, the, the, uh, this was already like kind of doomed for the beginning because not only the, it's the one-two punch, right? Of the Star Fox 2 plus they already announced this is only going to be a thing for this year. Yep. Like they already what? set the, they already set the line. Like, yeah, if you don't get it this year, you're boned. Cause they want you to buy the virtual console version on switch, you know, and that's <laughs> to be fair though. It's like, would you rather be playing that on a switch as opposed to a TV, you know? So it's like, why do you, would you rather be tethered to a TV as opposed to being able to take it wherever you go? But, uh, I guess that might be also, why not both? Basically I'm saying people need to cancel theirs and give me theirs. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fair. Just, yeah. So is that, that's been basically it though. Just kind of, mm -hmm. just for now. For me, it's it's been kind of the same as last week. You know, it's Raw Romano, uh, Mask of Deception. Uh, still getting a little bit of extra time in that. I just got a code for Mask of Truth, which is the sequel, oh, okay. uh, and that'll be out in a couple weeks. So I'm gonna get to that as soon as I can. Uh, but for now, I just want to get that maxed out the, my 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 BB so that I can get the special item, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but it's gonna make my if it's gonna make my life easier in the sequel, I do want to <laughs> take advantage of that. Uh, and you gotta and, verify uh, that it's I've... working too. Exactly. I really, I really need to get to Massacre of Deception because, I mean, I liked the first it's season so of the good. anime. It's just like, how long is it anyway? It's like it's about thirty to forty hours, about. But it, it the thing is insane. though, it's like almost all text, and so like if you just, if it depends on how fast a reader you are, I guess. Because uh, yeah, it's like you're going to be going through I mean, a ton of story, but it's all like fully voiced, and like almost all of it is. So it's actually kind of fascinating. The performances are so good. Is it's it English like, and Japanese, or just the just Japanese, Japanese only? Okay. Yeah. So like yeah, and it's like there's so many great moments in it, uh, and it goes all over the place, and a lot of like the character development is so well done, and there's a lot of yeah. great art in it. So and like the character designs are top notch. So I highly From recommend. What I played it. of it, it definitely has a really good localization, which is good to see. It is very good. Like localization is like some of the best that Alice has ever done, I think. So uh, I'm excited to check out. Like I said, Mask of Truth. And then I got Warriors All-Stars on the side that I'll be playing as well. I think I'm going to cover that game for the site because uh, it's got some important characters. Like, it's got the characters from Taylor Sophie, which has got Sophie, and then uh, the Nightmare. Uh, oh, that's the... Deception that's like the Dynasty Warriors crossover yes. thing. Warriors crossover thing. Okay. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, it's got, like, a ton of things that I, I... Like, I'm a huge fan of Dynasty Warriors, and I haven't really been able to cover a game like that since, like... I think I covered what was that one um, Blade Storm Nightmare. <laughs> I think that was like the last game I covered with the site hmm. that was like of that design. So that's a that was a long time ago. But um, I'd be more than happy to cover that for the site. So I think I'll be doing that. And I don't think I'll be spending too much time on Mask of Truth. I mean, I'll, I'll beat it obviously, but like I won't 
do I don't, I don't need to spend extra time trying to max out my character levels <laughs> i just need to get straight to it but it's because like during the game itself there's not a lot of like actual battles so like i have to do a lot of these post-game skirmishes to just increase my level because i didn't get a chance to before mm. but it was always a funny thing like you can level up in the actual game itself like during battle in mask of deception but at the end of it you would also increase like two or three levels just because of the experience you got at the end of it so like by the time you got to every every new battle you always had like a bunch of new skills and 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 stat bonuses so it was kind of addictive in that sense too but yeah other than that like i've got a stack of games i need to get like i'm looking at a stack of games i really need to get to like yakuza zero i really want to play that before yeah i there's so, you so have 10 million quiet. reasons to still play, to, to to play yakuza starting now because of, because of the news this week <laughs> yeah, actually, well, let's, let's, uh, that was all we're going to talk about, so let's mm-hmm. just get right into yeah. news. Then. So speaking of which, yes, as we talked about last week, there was going to be a big Yakuza Studio stream, uh, and it happened yesterday in Japan on the 25th. So they announced a bunch of things. Uh, one thing actually ended up getting leaked early. So speaking of Yakuza Kiwami, mm-hmm. they actually announced Yakuza Kiwami 2. So uh, this is a brand new game, pretty much. It seems like they rebuilt the game using the Dragon Engine, which is the same engine used in Yakuza 6. The Son of Life, and so uh, or Yakuza got, Two to be yeah to be clear, yeah it's, yeah for Yakuza Two, excuse me, but uh-huh. yeah so um, so what they did is yeah they they built the game using that engine and then they added uh, a new scenario which has got the Majima girl as a playable character Fuck with a yes. bunch of yes uh you know part yeah. of my concern was that you know they would be overusing his character but to see him all these all these uh opportunities to see him in these hilarious moments i think is i just... I, I, I love that they're like kind of going this route that all the extra modes in the kiwami game so far are majima related because in kiwami they had the majima anywhere mode and now they're just like hey we have new majima content again i'm like exactly. fuck yeah dude that's a good character right there exactly and so yeah they've got like you know all these all these uh, additional things such as like new costumes and and they've got like new voice actors and the game just looks gorgeous and so i'm, I'm excited the, to see what they this do is such with a that. dream like it is one of my, my dream games because i think yakuza he 2 bites a tiger <laughs> yeah yeah yakuza 2 is, is my favorite game in the series and seeing it like make full use of the new engine oh man is it yakuza 2 the one that had that side quest where what where there was the kind of uh, how do i describe this without kind of spoiling it the uh Weird mm-hmm. one that you see people post a GIF of all the time. Sometimes. Yes, yes, that's actually that's very it's vague, actually... but you know what I mean. Right? <laughs> I know, I know what you mean. But yeah, it's like one of the famous. Like if you're looking at yeah, an old yeah. Yakuza game, that tends to be a GIF from that from that particular moment. I know what you're talking about. Yep. And it was it was a fantastic moment. It's actually like Yakuza Two was the game. Like I, I didn't play Yakuza game until five after I beat two, and so I'm excited to go back to that and see how they. Because they're obviously doing that thing where they're going to re- be maybe they'll remake three and four and five or something like that. Or I, I guess five doesn't really need it because they already worked into it. Needs a remake or at least a retranslation because they kind of cut out a lot of content when they brought it over the first yeah, time. Yeah, three did. Yeah. They cut out like the hostess stuff and all that. Like I remember talking to that Sega representative when they first showed that off and just talked about how that yeah we decided to get rid of some of this stuff. But that's more on the American side, not the Japanese side, of course. But like the way they reworked the story would be kind of fascinating. And also, I didn't mention this. They also announced like a new uh, limited edition of the game, and like they're going to bring out a Yakuza Kwame 2 edition PlayStation 4, which looks really nice. It's got like that uh, that giant uh, Yakuza tattoo that he's got like the dragon on it, mm-hmm. and so it looks really damn cool. Uh, awesome. I'm sure it'll never come over here, but it's just <laughs> nice to see that. <laughs> so, well, um, I mean, PS4 uh, is a region free. Yeah, so if you, if you really want it, just take out a loan. 
maybe two. And I mean, two. it's not that more expensive than you would pay for. It's like three hundred and thirty bucks instead of three hundred dollars, so it's not like it's that. But big but a there, deal. there's there's not just one collector's edition for PS4, right? You got to get like the Sen no Kiseki three one. You no, get... you do. You do. Don't, don't oh. put this on me. I'm not that big. I haven't even played two. Charles of Plus Steel 2 yet. Or Charles of <laughs> Sky 2 or 3, actually. I haven't played a lot of those games, but, you know, it's I'm one of those. I'm here with the uh, Senno Kiski 3 uh, Limited Edition currently pre ordered. Yes. Excited for so, that next month. Not surprised that you've got that. So, aside from uh, the announcement of Yakuza Kwame 2, though, which uh, I think. Did they actually talk about a release date for uh, that? December, December 17th? 7th, yeah, yeah uh, in so, Japan. Mm-hmm. Yep. Obviously, so, I'm sure we'll get that eventually. But man, I uh, considering the amount of work that they went into uh, Yakuza Zero, uh, excuse me, Yakuza Zero and Kiwami, um, Malice has obviously done a great job in localization. So we'll see about that. Uh, aside from that, uh, speaking of uh, <laughs> the other game that they had also announced was uh, Yakuza Online. Yeah, this one's. Be on, uh, oh, you go ahead. You talk about this. Yeah, Yakuza Online is kind of uh, so. After Yakuza 6, the, they already mentioned that Yakuza 6 is uh, the end of the Kiryu's story. So to kind of not let the Yakuza series die there, uh, they're uh, announcing that this new Yakuza series project that they're doing, and Yakuza Online is the first entry to this project. So this is going to be a free-to-play game for smartphones and was it PC as well? Smartphones and I think that's it. And how it's going to be weird because... This is, focuses on the Kamurocho after Yakuza 6. So they have a new new character, uh, and that's all they really announced from it, uh, from what I understand. And I don't know, it's kind of a weird thing. It's hard, it's hard for me to actually like get into because it's going to be a free-to-play with microtransactions. Yeah, there's smartphones and PC. You just checked it up. And the prota- uh, protagonist, is his name is Ichiban Kasuga. So yes. he's, he's uh, got an afro. Yeah, he's 40 years kind old, of. too. So. He's kind of already in there. <laughs> it's it's pretty great that they're able to do that. It actually reminded me, like, I looked this up. It was weird, like, this weird coincidence because it made me forget that about 10 years ago they were working on, uh, Sega was working on Shenmue Online. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that oh, yeah, was actually right. a thing. Yeah, they actually, uh, I think they had shown it. I don't know if it's like, um, Gamescom or E3 or something like that. They actually had shown off some footage of it, and it looked like, it looked kind of crap, but it was, you know, early on at the time where they were, it was like, you know, kind of an action action style. Like you just run around beating people up the whole time. So it's weird. Like this is going to be that game, you know, pretty much. Obviously, yeah. I'm sure it'll be a much higher quality. And, you know, I trust the Yakuza Studio to do a much better job than that was. But, man. Um, I wonder if this, gets a, if this has any shot in health of getting localized. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't know, because, you know, Sega doesn't really have, I mean, after Fantasy Star Online clearly not coming over here, it's like they don't really have any other online games on this side. Uh, yeah. It kind of reminded me, like... I'm pretty sure like a... it's not going to be a full MMO either, I mean, so... Mm, yeah, I yeah, it's a free-to-play, yeah. It could just be, like, a mission-based type of deal, probably. but we'll see. Probably going to be gotcha. So. I mean, Finally. I'll be okay with that. Yeah, gotcha. Get me, give me my five-star Kiryu and my <laughs> six-star Majima. <laughs> I mean, if you get a recruit party members, that'd be pretty sweet, and they just like run around with you. I'd be totally down with that. Honestly, you're making your own quans. Uh, <laughs> I'm interested to see how like how story focused this is because it's 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 tough for like games to do the free to play route with microtransactions, and and since this is you know a, a lot of Yakuza's charm is its story. So since these stories take place after Yakuza Six, how how deep are they going to take it? Is this going to be a multi uh, part thing? 
I'm interested, and of course, there's one once again. There's only the the first entry into this new Yakuza series project. So I'm I'm interested to see like what other weird things they're gonna do with this because it's hard to because a lot of Yakuza for a lot of people is Kazuma Kiryu. That's the thing. I mean, obviously, it's gonna be hard to sell a new experience without Kiryu. Um, and this does take place after it because yeah. it's like in 2001. It's not in the 90s or anything yeah. like that. But, the, 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 but there's actually, definitely no, it's, not the... it's actually set in 2018. So yeah, it's actually it definitely is after Yakuza 6. Yeah. But um, definitely not uh, the first one without Kiryu though, because you had other Yakuza games that yeah. were like the PSP one. Um, that was kind of like a, a younger, more punk kid. I forgot his name. I oh that's yeah you're totally right I totally forgot about that game but you know it's and I totally actually can definitely see them putting a lot of story into this because you know there's plenty of examples of free to play games having deep stories and they could totally get away with something like this um, it's just that yeah how how well made is it going to be uh, and how much work like which team is going to be working on it is it going to be like all hands on deck for the Axis Studio since that this is going to be their next big project I mean obviously they're working on some other things like they also announced that. Fist the North Star game uh, coming to PlayStation oh, 4 man. sometime next year. That, that, is the, that is the announcement that I thought I I didn't know I wanted it until I saw it. It's crazy because, like, you know, you had Omega Force do that other game, which was actually really pretty good. Uh, and to see, you know, of all people, the Yakuza team do that same thing, it's kind of yeah. nuts. It even kind of looks like that game, the Omega if, Force one. If there's, if there's one team that I can trust about, like, brutal hand-to-hand Over combat... Yeah. Idea. Oh, yeah. Like, there's like a match made in heaven. So, I, I only played the first uh, Fist of the North Star uh, Warriors game, and I thought that was okay. I heard, I yeah. didn't hear the, too many great things about the sequel. But uh, oh, I didn't play that one. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really looking forward to this. The, the we have the trailer up on our site. It looks goddamn gorgeous. They're really going for it. <laughs> I thought it would be like a platinum uh, platinum games kind of thing, and then just you have to keep reminding yourself, this is the Yakuza team doing this. Yeah, so yeah. You'll, you'll have I can imagine you'll have uh, fucking Kenshiro just grabbing people and throwing them through the environment, and that's what the Yakuza team loves to do, is this environmental interaction. And he makes a killer martini, apparently, too, because they showed him as a bartender. Hell yeah. Like, Doso. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was... Yeah. I, I'm actually... Yeah, that was... That's insane to think about, but like, yeah, now that the Kiryu team's over, if this, if the Yakuza Online is their next big focus, like they find that as the evolution of the series and not like another like open world Yakuza game or something like that. I yeah. mean, I would assume like soon enough they they will work on a new arc, as it were, for the series. But like, I guess you could see like how how much longer th- can they take it? But the fact that it's gonna be on smartphones and PC, it's oh just Yakuza like a, Online, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder why they just don't put on consoles too, you know? Because there's plenty of free-to-play games on console at this point, and they actually—I mean, there's actually not that many, to be honest, in the grand scheme. So they could like dominate that market as well. But uh, I guess this is kind of like their—you know—this is their uh, the pilot and see where it takes them, and then yeah, they'll I can bring see that. To consoles eventually. Because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Dragon Quest X and, and Fantasy Star Online two didn't start on the consoles; they did. They kind of grew to those other platforms, so. That's a good point. Um, I guess, mm-hmm. guess we'll find out. That was, uh, I forgot to mention the Fist of the North Star game. It's uh, PS4 only coming yes. next year in Japan. So we'll see. Hopefully that comes over. I, I'm I'm more than I, happy that like anime, like uh, anime franchises are like getting big budget console games. <laughs> it's weird to see. Do you think they'll announce a new uh, Fist of the North Star anime to be tied in with this? Mm, probably That's not. That's a good question. But uh, I can, I, but maybe. I mean, you saw Dragon Ball come back with Dragon Ball Super, so yeah, who knows? 
it could totally happen. I mean, I, I mean, Dragon it. Ball is like it, just the fact that now it's grown to like such a popular thing based on how Again. it began. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, considering how it started, it was really great, like really garbage. A uh, Dragon Ball Super was to start off with, or at least it was like it was like uh, boring, <laughs> really boring. As like Goku as like a really lazy person, like he always is, but like nothing else happened, and the animation was poor. So, I guess we'll find out. Twenty seven, twenty eighteen is like the new nineties, man. Twenty eighteen. Another crazy year for games. Uh, mm. So it, going into the other news that we've got here, though, um, let's start from the top because, man, uh, yesterday morning I woke up and I had a really bad dream and I was really, really <laughs> groggy. And then looked at my phone. I saw like a and bunch of notifications. And then you saw even worse dream. No, I was like, I saw a bunch of notifications on RPG set. I'm like, what happened? And then I look over and I see just like Square Enix announces they're remaking Secret of Mana. And Fuck, I, man lost my mind like i was like i was uh, i almost like punched a hole through my wall that I was like next to because i was like so <laughs> excited i was like are you kidding me this game that i have such a huge amount of we've talked uh, about it a lot too like in previous episodes yeah, yeah. with adam <laughs> we were yeah adam we were, we were talking about that like even this as a series as a whole you know and yeah. the fact that like everyone of course was like want, waiting for like the next final fantasy 3d remake like they were thinking like maybe six you know or five but they straight up announced secret of mana getting the same uh treatment as it were so yeah that's it's a huge and it's going to be out on february 15th and they announced it's going to have like voice characters we got to taste that in the trailer it's got a new arranged uh soundtrack which i'm sure means like you know orchestrated soundtrack maybe with some extra uh changes to the uh, the original tracks themselves as well as local multiplayer which it already did so i don't know if that's a new feature so no, uh, but i mean it, it, i guess it's uh, local multiplayer is like now uh, like rare enough to get its own bullet point these days yeah. which is kind of sad <laughs> i thought that was odd when they mentioned uh, that yeah but, but uh, to, to clarify this remake is coming to ps4 vita and pc and there's a 3d remake much like the adventures of mana uh did uh, yes, a, yes. a year ago but it, it still looks uh, real good like i really like the, the screenshots that they put out at, that you have the original 16-bit oh, map as uh, as like your actual map in that game um, I'm, I'm excited. Map. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's yeah, and it is dual audio. Uh, when the Steam page for that went up, and I think when yeah, when the Steam page for that went up, it does show that there's audio for the English and Japanese on there. So and it'll be forty dollars retailing out on February fifteenth. That's you know, and I I think that it's kind of silly how people got so upset about the price point when it's like you know, if it was on the 3ds, it'd be forty bucks. You know, and the fact that it's gonna be on different platforms like this. Um, I'm totally happy with spending that because even like the mobile version of Secret of Mana started off like you know sixteen seventy dollars. So mm-hmm. like I'm yeah. I'm it, the good news at least with the mobile version is that they did like slightly remaster it a little bit. Actually had some smoother visuals uh, and look kind of cleaner. But like you've got this, and then of course you've got for the Switch users the Second Jutsu Collection. You kind of hope mm-hmm. that they would localize that, and that would be like you know it's I don't a, think it's a weird thing that they did. Yeah, they're bringing over the ma- like a new mana thing, and it's like and the the Seiken Densetsu people who got the collection on Switch are kind of still. They want bad. three. They're not they gonna... want, we want three so much. But yeah, um, it's like up to Nintendo, it, I imagine. But I I think uh, with this announcement for the PS4, uh, this this coming to PS4 and PC, I think we'll we'll see Adventures of Mana on them at some point as well, since that thing, that never got released on those. Yeah, yeah, I totally. I totally... And, and the Vita version did come out at some point, right? The English. Vita version? You can, yes. In Princess Amana, yes, it did. Come okay. Out. The one that Plus, we're not still waiting on is what was it? Uh, Romance and uh, Saga Two. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, that's Saga right. Two and three. Three was announced for next year, I think. Right? Like that was going to be a thing. Uh, Probably. So, 
Yeah, yeah, that's three was I'm announced. I'm assuming Romancing Saga 2 will come eventually since they did announce this for Vita, so they're still obviously releasing games for it, so. Oh, Hopefully. they said that 2 is definitely going to be, like, uh, to the Vita because they said, like, they would not, they promised to do that and another game. I think it might have been 2 and 3, like, that. they, they said that they're going to get it done. I don't know what's taking them so long, but you know that's game development for you. I can't imagine how I'm, difficult. I'm hoping. Is. I'm hoping at PlayStation Experience, maybe they announce that they're bringing uh, Scarlet um, Scarlet Grace over. I hope so. Oh. Something like that. Yeah. I imported it. It's amazing. It's. I it's hear so many good things about it. So good. Yeah. The soundtrack's amazing. The game is. Well, I think the most amazing thing about it, technically, is it's a 60 FPS Unity game at native resolution on the Vita. Oh my God! Exactly. You're that's, fucking wizards. That's... It's so amazing. Um, even if they do eventually have to announce it for other platforms, like they say, we'll release it on PlayStation 4 also, or whatever. Like, I'm okay with that, as long as we yeah. get to see it. Because that's, sure. yeah, that's, as a big Saga fan, uh, I played a ton of 1 and 2 on the PlayStation, so I would love to see that uh, be localized. I hated Unlimited Saga, but that's a whole other story. Oh, but yeah, so like, what if it yeah. was a digital-only release, and it was a, hey, and it's available now? That would be yeah. kind of crazy. That'd be crazy. I would not see it happen. <laughs> it's it's yeah. really weird how you see like that kind of uh, cheaping for their games though, and like they just announced over in Japan like a bunch of Square Enix's old games or SquareSoft even or Enix. Um, they now they brought a bunch of them to the Japanese 3DS Virtual Console. It's like you hear this weird like dichotomy where. In Japan, they release all their games on Virtual Console, but in the West, you very rarely see their games over here. It's like this weird thing that's like it's a complete 180 uh, of the way that they treat it. But then they immediately announced things like Final Fantasy IX Remastered and Final Fantasy and Secret of Mana 3D Remake immediately for the Western market. So, like, I guess it's like as long as it's something that they can charge more money <laughs> than word free uh, for like I Virtual I Console. I will say though that, like, even a few years ago, though, it felt like uh. Square Enix was kind of ignoring some of those smaller releases in the West. Feels like in the last year especially, it's been a lot better, and they've been doing a much better job at making sure those smaller releases do come over. Yeah, yeah. Which I appreciate. I'm still surprised that we got the Star Ocean 3 here in a somewhat timely manner. Yeah, I'm still shocked that they brought Dragon Quest Builders over on Vita. I was certain they weren't going to do that. Yeah, I guess it's because it's, you know, the the performance was better than they expected i guess and as opposed to say you know like the koei techno were out of the vita games um but yeah like i'm i'm very excited to play secret amount again and the fact that you know it's it's going to be completely remade and looks fantastic you know it looks really really good although i, I will i want to call out somebody here on our twitter account that said like you know why are they charging forty bucks? Mighty Number no. Nine costs twenty bucks. Oh, it looks even no. better. Like, I was like, "Are you? Oh, oh god. shit! Oh god!" That like, is certainly know, a comment. He, he's trying to compare, and he's like, "You know, twenty dollars more to be like you have a full size game like Final Fantasy 15. I'm like, I, "This is not. We're not going to have this argument, guys." No, 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 no. Is, I, I, I wanted to call him out, but I'm not going to like. I did not want to get involved in that type of discussion here because yeah. that's that kind of thinking is the same reason people get upset when indie games cost more than twenty bucks. It's like I'm not going to get involved because it's it's a ridiculous line of thinking. They price it the way they thought it was worth. Forty bucks, I think, for the Secret Amount of Remake is fantastic for like what twenty plus hours of content and whatever else that might come of it, like the the costumes and whatnot. So now, to be completely fair, you do have a bit of a, an emotional attachment to that series, so. Yeah, well, that, it's a remake, though, so it, they might be able to even fix up some of the problems that it had, but, like, just to see those characters remodeled and, you know, just to see them, like, the way that, like, in, fully realized, 
I mean, sure, I'm kind of concerned about the voice acting. Uh, I mean, it was fine in the trailer, but like for the rest of that stuff, we'll see. Like, I wonder how like Nico is gonna be, mm. <laughs> like the cat, the the merchant mm-hmm. cat. Like, I'm just curious to see like how the uh, what what Nico sounds like. So, and, and the and the you know the innkeepers, you know, <laughs> but we'll find out. I I'm just excited for that, and it just reminds me, I really. Do hope that they bring over that second Nintendo collection because man, like yeah, uh, so. Lola from Sega was showing off pictures of that stuff, and I was like, I really, really, really want to have. That All right, thing. so here, here's how it's gonna go down. So, so we're one away now from like a second Nintendo three being remade. Hopefully, this is what this all we made down it. to. Oh, yeah, because we kind of Adventures of Mana, now Secret of Mana, and now oh, it's one be away, and then yeah. we'll finally get it brought over. And, yeah, so that'll get brought over, and then at that like same time around that time, they'll finally announce that second Nintendo collection for the Switch will be brought over, and it's the only reason why they held back back yeah because uh, oh. because they wanted to translate yeah yeah the fact that second incentive 3 would also be announced for everything but the switch would be just like a like a like twist of the knife you know just to, to see what happens well it's already uh, in the collection so it's already inherent to it unless they break up the collection much like much like how they did with the Duncan oh, Rampa releases here good call yeah that's that would be that'd shame. be fucked up <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be fucked up but like i would still buy it i guess but i i kind of want i just want the physical version like because that box looks really nice you know and speaking of which like the secret of mana is actually gonna the 3d remake is gonna get a special edition in japan i want to pick that up but apparently it's square enix store exclusive oh, so that means no. i would have to go through a stupid middleman and i'm like yeah. oh god oh, i just want that Does, thing, doesn't that come like with little figures uh with that oh. i forgot what it comes with it I think I it does, and it but it has like the really nice box and the soundtrack mm-hmm. and like the art book. So like it has a, it looks really beautiful. It just makes me kind of sad to think about that the artist, the person that drew Secret of Mana's original like the the art, like the tree with the mm-hmm. the character standing in front of it. That person died like a few years ago, so we yeah, weren't really able to experience any new artwork from them. But like Still it doesn't mean like it's stuff that can't go on, you know, like the the character art that it is like from the Second Descent Collection in this game, like the new character designs still look really good and so still, mm-hmm. still holds up yeah absolutely and speaking of uh you know surprise announcements Scranix also announced that final fantasy 15 is going to come to pc uh, <laughs> speaking which, of surprise announcements it's it's kind of cool i mean obviously it's it's something that we were sort of expecting at this rate because of all the other games uh you know still holding out for final fantasy 12 but they did announce aside from the fact that it'll be out sometime in february they announced that it's going to have steam workshop support which is kind of crazy yeah th- th- this one's weird too <laughs> because this ff15 windows edition is coming not only to steam but also to the windows 10 store and origin yeah yeah it's going to be all spread out which is which is good you know it's nice to have options like that i'm not going to be opposed to that mm-hmm. but yeah that's I cool it's, and also it'll be like fully uncompressed 4K visuals. I'm sure the original game would be like that. 170 gigabytes. Oh, no, that's God. that's not that's not real apparently. So apparently Tabata came back and said that's that's there was like a miscommunication. That's actually okay. not going to be the case. So All right. uh, I'm sure if you want full on uncompressed 4K, it might go up to that. But like uh, the game itself won't be like that. They're still working on the specs itself. So okay. That that thing was not true. But uh, the cool the, another cool feature is the fact that they're going to introduce this all new first person camera which you're going to be able to see the, game through the whole game the whole game uh through the eyes of noctis um it kind of makes me sounds terrifying the, yeah, with combat with the first oh. person camera. yeah <laughs> warp around as noctis oh. in first person good but i, I you know it's hard to be 
uh, you know, I, I think this is I think this is really good on Square Enix to be doing something like this because oh, not yeah. only does it come to PC, but Steam workshops. Workshop. Also, the Windows edition uh, comes with all the DLC as well, all the season pass content. It's already in there for it. Yeah, but, by the time it comes the, out, you know, yeah, the, all that stuff the episodes. Will be but it's like it's on the standard sixty dollars price, so that's you know. really good. That's really. Good. I mean, clearly you can buy the game and get the DLC and all that stuff for just around sixty bucks now. But you know, the fact that just to see workshop support. I just, I don't want to keep harping on it, but like, you know, it won't be like a few months until like all the Final Fantasy characters, Final Fantasy seven characters, you'll be able to play the whole cast of them <laughs> inside of 15. So like, if you don't like that original cast, you'll be able to play it. Even the voices won't change just to see all that. I think that's, I think that's really exciting. And you know, it's, it's hard not to be uh, at least somewhat excited about the prospect. Oh, for you know? sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, I imagine the mod community of this game will be insane. Oh, totally. That's I, that's why I think it's they're doing a really good job with this. And, you know, from Didn't what I've even... heard, online mode that they put out for 15 is also people are excited about that. So, uh, you know, as, as bothered as people are about the fact that they're trying to make this sort of like a mini franchise, as it were, like they already have pretty much at this point. But like um, if this is the way they're going to treat the future entries in the series, it really comes down to what how meaningful they make each release like this and you know for what it's worth the pc version just seems really stacked and i'd like to see that yeah from the standpoint of the pc version it's definitely looking pretty good i love how they said that there are that even though they knew there was going to be nude mods that they completely allowed steam workshop support and whatnot (laughs) of course they they know like a week and it'll be all like that oh a week i'm sure it'll be a day yeah, and so I'm not. I mean, Today, I, I, I'm thinking like a one hour. <laughs> not, yeah, they just need access to the models, and they just remove the clothes. That's all that they got to do. Uh, it's the just big like, thing, though, with that is, is that on one hand, I appreciate that they're supporting the game, but I'm not sure about. I'm not sure how I feel about them doing this for all of the games going forward. Because part of me still likes the idea of buying a game and knowing exactly this is what the game is going to be. It's never going to change. It's 2017, man. It's not, you're not going to see that ever again. You know, it's, it's like, we've cleared that. We've cleared that years ago where now it's like, it's, it's all about how long the tail is. Yeah. For it's, it's uh, for big publishers like that, like games as a service is the, like, you know, the future day. They man, I, it's I, I don't want to say though. I hate that, but I, it doesn't feel. I, I, I get you. I feel you for yeah, sure. Yeah, but you know, you've got plenty of other games coming out from Square Enix that are also going to be just like you know, we'll get that game and it'll be everything in there. Like you know, we've got probably Project Secret of Mana 3D. I mean, Lost Sphere will likely be just like that'll be all included unless you want a arena mode or whatever. Like the, uh, then the you say that, and tomorrow they're like, "Wow, we're going to announce the Lost Sphere universe here. Here's your anime, here's your manga, your light novel." Universe I want to get stuck. I mean, if it's anything like. I'm, it's definitely a universe I would love to get deeper into, but yeah, it's like clearly Square Enix wants to, you know, they spend a lot of money on marketing. And it's just not, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, they put all this effort into this, and I'm okay. I, personally, it's like I've, I've accepted that a long time ago, and it just means that I can ignore. I mean, people have a hard time doing this, but I can ignore the stuff I don't care about. You know, I can just play the game and have a good time. I don't need to watch the movie or the OVAs or the the mobile games. Speaking of mobile games. Uh-huh. <laughs> they announced it's because I'm trying to stretch out that Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition was also announced, which is uh, the same game. It's Final Fantasy 15, but they condensed it down to ch- 10 chapters and they'll have uh, chibi models, a chibi art, you know, little tiny characters, kind of like <laughs> Bravely so Default. Uh, and it's going to be released in sort of, it's going to like each chapter, every, t- every ch- excuse me, every chapter is going to be released separately um, as its own paid thing. But the first episode will be free this fall, so 
Did you guys see that trailer that they showed for it? I, I saw bits and pieces of it. Yeah. It's certainly a thing. I, I think this is... I, I'll be cool with this if they actually make the story coherent in it. It's oh, weird, yeah. right? Like it looks, it looks yeah. really weird with the chibi art. Like it's it kind does, of but it's it kind of. It, I don't now, think it's meant to be taken seriously. No, I mean, I am soon at chibi art, and I was okay with it. So yeah. And then they're teasing that that version might be coming to Switch. So that's interesting. Oh, so Final hmm. Fantasy 15 is coming to Switch, eh? Is what you're saying? <laughs> Just in that Finally, version? the definitive version of FF15. <laughs> yes, I think that that's great. <laughs> uh, I, I did the. I I don't need saw bits and pieces of the trailer but does there actually be voice dialogue or are they just gonna have yes. like kind of oh okay they straight so... up like they have the opening scene where they're sitting in front of the car and they have to push it so it is it is the same game just with different models i guess it's just to fit in the mod to fit everything into that platform they decided to go a different route with the characters. See, how, did they show uh like footage of the gameplay like how it plays it's... out uh, it looks very similar. Uh, well, it's kind of like the gameplay, the combat looks different. It's like more like a top-down approach, like an isometric kind of view, and you're attacking okay. the enemy that way. So it might even control better than <laughs> the combat in 15 did. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, a lot of the scenes look like they are taken straight from the original 15. Like the... I can't wait for the comparisons on that, on the full thing. There is like, actually I, I... some comparison from the trailer already, so you can see that stuff um, okay. just clearly within the full game. Like the the scene where Noctis first approaches his dad and all that stuff, they have it like shot by shot. It's it's pretty much the same. So um, it just looks like they're clearly taking some liberties with the material itself. And uh, like is I said, is it one of the game like in line with like the original, or is like a more lighthearted kind of Lego ish tone? I mean, you're probably not gonna be able to take it as seriously with the way it looks, uh, yeah. but it looks like it's identical to the game. They're just like I said, they're condensing it, so it's like you know dragon ball kai <laughs> you know, yeah they're, they're kind of they're condensing the 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 taking out a lot of the side stuff i imagine uh i don't know what it'll mean because you know from what i've heard the some of the best stuff in 15 was from the npcs from the side quest that you did and yeah they're gonna take that true. stuff out oh no that'd be a big loss i mean but you know, clearly, if they release this stuff on PS4, or Xbox, or PC, like no one would want to touch it because it's like, why? Why would we want to play this when we got the actual full version and not this, uh, you know, downsized release? But true that, I'd still be curious to play it. You know, especially with the uh, I'm definitely episode. gonna play it. Yeah, yeah definitely gonna play it if it, the first one's free. Um, and I guess it depends on how long it's gonna be. Maybe ten hours a piece. Full which, sixty hours on I mean, your phone. <laughs> you could beat the game in like you know. 30 40 hours so i guess we'll see you know see how like extensive this will be but you know that's cool uh mm-hmm. it's just another thing like i said if you don't want to try it out ignore it and i think that people's attitude toward that stuff about you know what are they doing to final fantasy is like guys final fantasy has been has been like this for years now <laughs> you know it's, it's going back to that you know it's been kind of like this in my opinion so it's it's not it's, it doesn't have that wholesome pure. Obviously, a pocket edition is FF15, a Realm Reborn. Yeah, and That's you know, inside it. of Final Fantasy 15 pocket edition, there actually is going to be a remastered version of Final Fantasy 4. <laughs> Again, another one. <laughs> We're going to inject that as like the, uh, uh, they go to the arcade and they play that because it's going to be yet another port of. Uh, Final okay, Fantasy. so here's how they incentivize you to play his pocket edition. It'll be have a true ending, and after that true ending, there'll be a teaser of the next FF. That's what it's going to be. Oh man, if they do that shit. I'll just watch it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 2 ending gra- garbage. You know, I'm not going to play yeah. it. I'm just, or at least I'm not going to do as much work as needed be to unlock that particular ending. Well, I'll just get that. <laughs> and then we find out the next FF mainline will actually have these chibi models for oh. their characters. Wow. Ooh. I mean, 
Honestly, I mean, like if they did a Final Fantasy Nine thing, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> like they do a throwback, I'd be okay with this actually. If it's like high budget sprites, I'd I'm totally down with that. Oh honestly. man, I'd love to see a big budget sprite. Collaborate game. with Arc, collaborate with Arc System Burst and get their Guilty Gear engine. Sakaguchi like, said he'd love to work on another Final Fantasy, so we'll do it. You know, he said he, he's good friends with Tabata, and you know, and he really wanted that new Chrono Trigger game that he got shot down from. So. Oh. And and Toby Fox just have it a big like there you go Tokyo RPG Factory back them up you know it's it's I've so I've ten so, so ten development teams yes oh, well you know all hands on deck that's like in every Final Fantasy game right so I'd be okay <laughs> with this. Uh, and then they'll have like Cyber Connect or whatever they'll like bring all the other people they collaborated with oh anyway. yeah it's like oh, for sure <laughs> I'd be okay with that honestly. Uh, Anyway, enough of the dreams that we've got. Uh, but the last piece of news we've got for Final Fantasy, because like I said, there was a lot of Final Fantasy news this week. Um, they announced a new collaborate, a collaboration, uh, Final Fantasy 15 and Assassin's Creed. The Did dream not collaboration. See that coming. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So they uh, uh, basically said that you know the, apparently there was like an item you can get from the uh, Moogle Festival they had event from months ago and then also there's going to be like this assassins festival that'll be out on august 31st as free dlc which is kind of nice uh and so noctis can dress up as an assassin and kill people and jump off of a high uh high roofs and into as he does a bales of hay you know it's 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 kind of ridiculous but i, I think it's got some charm to it like it's, it's i think a lot of people hated on it when it was first announced just like all the other stuff that they announced, but like I don't know, it's I I, 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 I like the I like the goofy thing because like that's that's the best part about FFT is like just the general goofiness that you can make these characters. Like when uh, Prompto makes really really shitty uh, screenshots, it's like yeah, I like that one. I think yeah, they're characters uh, caught between each other and stuck. The in more stuff. goofy elements of FFT makes that game fun for me. I think it yeah, it's like you know people. I guess they want it to be taken seriously, but that's, I don't that ship has long. So, go long, back long to Final Fantasy seven and six and five and four. Like, there's a lot of really goofy moments in those games, and I think that is just fine when it's got a sense of humor about it. I, and you know, these obviously these collaboration events, like people like saying like, "Oh, it's uh, alienating the fact that you know it's a fantasy world and having these other elements." I do find <laughs> it really bizarre that of all companies like Ubisoft and Square Enix, like what. How did this happen? You know, who who decided this would be good and who's benefiting from this the most? Does that mean Assassin's Creed Origins because it's an RPG? There'll actually be Final Fantasy stuff inside of that, like I think, special yeah, items. I think I saw a key visual of this collaboration. They had like Noctis and uh, Assassin's Creed Origins dude, like were carrying like each other's like weapons or something. Yeah, so I totally stood. And I think uh, didn't like uh, didn't thirteen have like some stuff like that too? I think I think in uh, thirteen two yeah there was a uh, a collaboration with Ubisoft then I I heard that news spreading around again. The yeah, thing I don't get. Um, well, anyways, actually, uh, Ubisoft has collaborated with Assassin's Creed with other Japanese games before too. Like I remember Soul Calibur five was it had was uh, it? Ezio in it. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, yeah, anyways, yeah. the other thing I was gonna say is I don't get the complaint that oh having that this crossover with Assassin's Creed like destroys the world and. Final Fantasy 15. It's like, come on. There's FF15 American already does a uh... noodle, and uh, what what was that outdoor company where there's the chairs and whatnot? Oh, the camping equipment. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. My God, I haven't even played the game, and I can tell you that's. It, Dude, there was a cup of noodles there. side quest in FF15. Yeah, <laughs> straight up. His Gladius just talking about how great cup noodles is. <laughs> that was the best fucking quest line in that game. Oh yeah. Oh, and that's right. Yeah, Final Fantasy 13 2 They actually had um, 
Noel had an Assassin's Creed Ezio outfit, and there was also that Mass Effect N7 armor and all that other stuff. I totally forgot about these things. That's so weird. It's so weird. It's nothing new, so I guess I shouldn't be too surprised. But, yeah. you know, going back to the days when, like, Final Fantasy IX, there was that Coca-Cola commercial. <laughs> Just, I, I, I wonder oh, if, like, this uh, this collaboration kind of maybe opened some doors behind the scenes of maybe selling the FF15 Windows Edition on Uplay somewhere down the line. Is that something you really want? I mean, I'm not. I'm just giving people <laughs> options, all right. Just yeah, yeah. Options, you know, options. Yeah, if you're if you're really a big fan of you play and you really need your FF15. I mean, I'm okay with Origin because they give out free games now and then because they gave out like Jade Empire for free, which was nice. And so like I'm yeah. okay with them. It's just you know you play. You play yet another. Well, you play gave away games for free too last year. They did. That's that's fair. I I, t- I forgot about that. So thanks for reminding me. So yeah, free games. You'll get me up on your grid side if you put out free games. And Steam has done that plenty. So we'll find out. Yeah, but that's yeah. There was a lot of Square Enix news this week. But luckily, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll find <laughs> out next week and see what else is there. Uh, Escaping from FF15 again. Oh my gosh. Because yeah, that's I'm, I'm I'm whoever's got 15 in this group needs to play that. Uh, DLC and come back to us and let us know how it went because that's going to be out like the day before our next podcast I think is that like what's the 31st am I messing up my days oh it's two days before so yeah yeah plenty of time to talk about it so going into the other piece of news um, so yeah uh, kind of out of nowhere as well uh, they announced that there's going to be a new Attack on Titan which is great uh, Attack on Titan 2 uh, from the same I'm sorry what you didn't mention it's Toy Tecmo right yeah, it, it's the same team, Koei Tecmo. Uh, yes, so that's kind of great. Uh, they didn't really show much from the trailer. It was just a lot of the the important scenes from the from the content that picked up after the first one. So um, Attack on Titan one, I had a great time with because of how uh, entertaining the mechanics were. So it was like, you know, they had the same design of like, you know, you have to swing around and cut titans in the back of the neck to take them down or cut them at the legs or whatever to, to destroy them but it yeah. had like the sweeney mechanics from like spider-man which was great and uh no there's, there's a lot of story to it as well um and it just made me remember that i didn't really watch much of attack on titan like i only got to like episode eight or nine and i stopped so i really I always go back meant to go back and play the full version of attack on titan because i played a little bit of it at a e3 2016 i really liked it Mm-hmm. But it's just it's like really I kept good. waiting for it to go on sale, and the price hasn't really dropped that much, so I can oh. only assume it's sold very well So over here. Well, the problem is, is that Koei Tecmo doesn't really do a good job at dropping their prices, especially on Steam. Like, Tokiden Kiwami was like 40 bucks for the longest time. I think it still is. <laughs> so they're not really great at just dropping their prices. Or, well, but I like... wasn't even looking at the Steam version. I was looking at the PS4, Xbox One version. I was like, whichever one drops below 30 bucks first, I'll buy. So it was 30 bucks for a bit there but it was like i think it was like on black friday or something like that and it was like maybe like a, earlier this year i think it was but in any case uh i think it's totally worth it but i'm just happy to see this happen and i hope that they can kind of you know fix a lot of the problems that the first one did because there were sometimes like camera issues and uh, you know a lot of disconnected storylines that it would be great if they're able to like kind of expand the scope of it and have like different environments uh, better visuals, but I'm excited to see what they do with that. The fact that there's a sequel means that they're going to put more money into it, hopefully, and still have those same important scenes from the original. Uh, yeah, I think they're saying like, yeah, it's going to have you know PS4 Pro and Xbox One X support, and we did our news post about that then. But yeah, so far it's announced for PS4 and Xbox One. I imagine it'll be announced for PC as well. Maybe it'll come to Switch. We'll see. Uh, but that'll be that'll be pretty awesome. 
Uh, moving on, though, we've got more news to talk about. We got a lot. This is like halfway through. Uh, I think the kind of the more interesting industry news that came out. Atlas that, learned what Europe is. Yes, Atlas announced that they're going to be publishing their own games in Europe. So Deep Silver, uh, thank you very much. Really, I'm sure people in Europe really appreciate the help they got for like Persona Five. Um, but yeah, uh, they announced that they're going to be publishing their own games, which is way more interesting uh, because it means we might see more, you know, simultaneous Western releases. They don't have to go through another company where they have to like line up their supply and distribution deals they can just go ahead and uh put that out themselves it just means that they've finally got a good grasp about the european market um as I opposed think to it's before worth noting that uh deep silver um deep silver is still going to be distributing it's just um atlas is going to be publishing now yeah yeah i mean they're clearly going to be working with them because they need their help but the fact that they are now in charge of that uh means that it's going to be easier for their contracts, I suppose. Because <laughs> that was the big thing about Nice America is that Atlas apparently kept asking for more and more money. And Nice America is like, ah, we're done. <laughs> we're not going to deal with this anymore. Um, so uh, I think that's that's really good for them. Uh, I think that it's something that they really needed to have uh, to be able to put their games out on a more timely basis in that region. And I'm sure European fans are really excited for that. But that's yeah. kind of like... Yeah, go ahead. That's... Uh... I think this is uh, like I don't know. It's kind of weird because the deep deep silver has been doing uh, like a really good job, like keeping the release dates uh, pretty much the same. I don't. I can't remember too many deep silver uh, releases with Atlas that were like totally off the mark from the uh, U.S. No, I mean, I mean it's, it's cool. very recent too, so it's not yeah, like they've been yeah. doing it for a little bit. Just yeah, last year so. they announced. It. Actually, it's like less than a year ago they announced the partnership uh, to put yeah. out like Shimigami Tensei Four Apocalypse and all that. So, so I, th- I think this is like a good move as long as they keep up exactly what they've been doing that don't change up too much and it just means they're more they'd be more attentive to the needs of yeah. that market as yeah. well just tightening it up Tightening a lot, a lot of uh, a lot of uh <laughs> housework cleanup yeah and speaking of which speaking of deep silver uh we do know as of last week that they're going to be pub- uh, publishing chinmu 3 internationally and this past week during their gamescom uh attendance uh, EaseNet, the creators of Shenmue 3 with Yu Suzuki, uh, revealed the first gameplay trailer of Shenmue 3. So, right off the bat, though, got to mention they did say Yu Suzuki said that the, the the character models and the facial animations, the facial animations hadn't been put in the game yet. Uh, they didn't have enough time, so they just decided to just leave it blank stairs. <laughs> and the character yeah. models, of course, are still being worked on. I mean, this game won't be out till a year from now, like, like the second half of 2018. So it's kind of a given, but. The fact that they put out a trailer like that, I'm sure it like, uh, turned off a lot of people the way it looked. Yeah, it, I don't know if it was the right call to like, put, uh, put out a teaser trailer. Like, I think the trailer... Uh, Kickstarter like, people. The, yeah, the, the trailer was a good uh, thing of like, there's a proof of concept, this yes. game exists, but uh, I don't know. I think it did more harm than good, but I think it's cool that you know at least we see that this is still a thing. Absolutely. I think it's it was important for them to do that because you know the fact that it went through Kickstarter a year ago and now we're getting... It was it two years ago, actually, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're finally putting out some real gameplay footage of that. I will say, at least, uh, even if the character models don't look great, um, and that's something they can clearly work on, the environments looked really good, yeah. which I think it, is it more like a testament to Unreal Engine. Yeah. It looked like a Dreamcast game in HD, and that was like the most <laughs> fascinating thing about it. It was weird, like this weird like, contrast between each other, but... Uh, yeah, it, it looked really good, um, and, you know, they did say, like, if this one's 
successful that they do want to work on Shinmu 4, 5, and 6, which is kind of Shit. reminding me of like the Xenosaga series. Oh, <laughs> and man. That, like, it depends on this to decide oh, how they'll man. go. Uh, man, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited just because I'm a Shinmu fan, but it's it. the part, though, that bothers me is that, yes, the character models look worse than they did in Shinmu 2. <laughs> so I don't... But a oh. game that's like 15 years old, it's... I just hope that they're able to, you know, really clean that up because you know Ryo looks kind of he looks younger than he did in Shenmue 2 which is a concern <laughs> they, they, they also did mention that they're trying to get back as many of the original voice actors as possible yes. but they, you know a lot of them a good chunk of them like retired so they're trying to find a new voice actors for Shenhua for example yeah I, I do, obviously they did when they announced that they had the same voice actor for Ryo and uh, for I forget the girl's name Shenhua yeah. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. No, 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 no. yeah uh, I don't think. I think they got Rio, but I don't think they have Shenhua because uh, her voice actress, I think, is retired now. I think they. Well, they did announce like there was another character, uh, but we don't know about that. Maybe it's. Yeah. Anyway, they did. Mm-hmm. They did at least uh, share some details on that. Uh, but that's all they really did. And they talked about how they made the logo to make it from the heart, so Yuzuki like drew it uh, with a more cursive style, I suppose. But. I guess we'll find out more soon. Work in progress. Like, yeah, it's, it's still cool. it's, it's still uh, like dated for like fall of next year. Yep, that's uh, for the time being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Considering I remember like the original Shenmue being delayed a bunch as well, so it's so it's, maybe it'll keep up tradition. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. Uh, so in the next piece of news, though, uh, this is something that you cared, uh, you saw more about Josh than I did. Biomutant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Biomutant is this uh, new game that was announced at Gamescom. This past week uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. It's kind of a neat thing. It's from THQ Nordic and a new dev team uh, known as Experiment 101. This uh, has a few guys from the uh, Avalanche Studios, who's known, uh, known for, for ju- the Just Cause series. This is kind of a, a weird thing because the whole uh, premise of this game is you're, uh, you have this like furry-looking animal, like a cross between a raccoon uh, and like a squirrel type deal and you customize its stats uh based on its appearance so in the gamescom demo that they showed off like if you like make its arms bigger its strength stat will like increase or if like you have bigger feet like you'll have uh, more agility so it's very much your stats reflect your appearance it's uh, a, a like a third person combat in it uh, with martial arts with some shooting and melee uh, in the Gamescom demo that I I uh, watched, uh, you were armed like a like a big ass sword and a, and a gun. So it's a lot of uh, very fluid kind of combat. It's still uh, early days for it, so they're only showing off the alpha. And you know they're promising, you know, to come out like mid twenty eighteen, right? Yeah, yeah, they're still far off. So it looks really it's... good from the. Tra- I watched the uh, the cinematic kind yeah. of trailer and the gameplay yeah. trailer, and it looks it looks really good. And it's and it's it's got this weird bizarre style to it that I'm I'm kind of into. Um, even if the gameplay yeah. wasn't that exciting, I'm sure it's gonna. It depends on the weapons you have and the skills you have to really make mm-hmm. it exciting. Yeah, so I, I think it's real cool. I'm I'm hoping that like they go into the more kind of augmentation style like Deus Ex have like you can like sacrifice your arm to like uh, equip this kind of like bionic arm or something and whatnot that'd be kind of cool I'm, I'm really digging the the concept of like your whole appearance dictates what your kind of play style is so like by the end of the game your appearance is way different from everyone else's because this is the experiences that you had as your kind of play style like say your arms are like all like chain guns because you're you're a shooting kind of character over this guy that's like really buff arms like dual buster swords 
That'd be yeah. kind of cool to see. It does look really, yeah, it looks fascinating. The environment looks really good, me, too. Um, I hope they have a demo because I really mm-hmm. want to try it out, see how it feels. Because yeah, for sure me, I think the gameplay looks fine, but a lot of people I see online said that the gameplay looks kind of janky to them. So I don't know if it'll feel different if I actually play it. Um, yeah. The other thing is, is it? It's not a AAA title, right? It's not going to be sixty dollars. Mm, it's going to be like forty know. or something. I'm not not sure. Like I said, this like all from the announcement. There's no like hard details like the distribution side on it yet. It's still a ways off. Yeah. Um, I I did I do really uh, like it has a weird aesthetic to it because it like has like you know kind of realistic looking environments, but in mid combat, uh, they come come with like a like comic style like sound effects. So like yeah. the smack or the thwomp or whatever, and it like shows up like comic panel style on it. I was like, oh okay, that's actually pretty neat. And then the different like mounts that you can get, like you're riding like a giant hand and like a regular mech and all these things. Like it yeah, makes me think it, about it how wild. many different kinds there will be. Yeah, this I, I think there's a lot of potential at this game. I'm gonna keep an eye on it. Absolutely, I think it's worth looking at, and it's it's so bizarre off the wall. It's like it's kind of like a breath of fresh air at this point because yeah. like mm-hmm. everything's going like all realistic, uh, photorealistic with realistic looking character models, and then you've got this weird side project that apparently got greenlit from THQ Nordic. So I'm also very fascinated by that. I look forward to what you th- find more about it. Yeah. So moving on to other news that we've got here, though, because um, I'm terrible with transitions. I think the other thing um, that we heard about, now we've got no news about this at all. It's only from uh, some job listings we've got that Monolith Soft, creators of the Xenoblade series, uh, is recruiting for a new ambitious game project, which uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is their most ambitious game to date, to date. So I wonder what exactly that means, but we did get a few pieces of artwork out of it. Yeah, I mean, just like how uh, Atlas is going with Project ReFantasy and Square Enix with their Project Prelude Rune or something though, like that. This is yeah. good. from the concept art alone. Not saying that this will be reflective of their final game project, but it looks fantasy based, and you know, it's cool. I mean, I I think I I like this transition that everyone's like, yeah, I, you know what, we should do another fantasy project. Yeah, I'm Why sure. Not? I'm sure this is not an unpopular opinion, but. Um, the Wii PS3 360 generation, Xenoblade was my favorite RPG that released then. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited to see what they do with an action RPG because Monolith did work, well, Monolith Soft did work on some of the environments or at least helped with some of the environments for Breath of the Wild. So you could kind of see some of their influence there. But yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see them do a full project with an action RPG style. I'm really interested to see what that is. And I have a feeling it could probably be like, one of the best games on the Switch. So. Yeah, when you think about it, you know, with Mala's Soft, you know, clearly they were the remnants that made like Xenogears and they went on to make Xenosaga was their first real project as a new studio. Uh, you know, they don't have a ton of experience with the fantasy style. I mean, you got some of those environments in Xenogears, of course, but like it's not like every single person on the team went to Mala's Soft, of course, but like the idea that they're going back to that instead of all the science fiction style, but I hope personally i hope that they go full-on fantasy medieval fantasy and not even touch anything about the sci-fi style because yeah, i, I yeah, think I that, like that yeah because I, I don't know if you guys are with me on this but it's like you know i think that when they announced xenoblade chronicles 2 i'm like another sci-fi game it's like i'd love to see them do something completely different and even mm-hmm. if this is still an rpg which i'm clearly fine with um going with a different tone a different style a different uh kind of genre i guess in some sense a subgenre, if you will um i'm very interested to see where the direction that they take with that and if they go for a more 
uh, you know, traditional style at that, or they're going for more, you know, open world, which I'm sure they will. Uh, I'm curious to see what exactly that means. I have, because uh, one of the one of the really good things about uh, Monolith Soft, aside from you know, we know that they're great at the environments. They're, we know they're great at world building. We know that they really like their sci-fi stuff, but the, a lot of their talent also sprung, is sprung from like very technical systems as well. If you can, if you can unify like you know a true fantasy setting with the it, like deep like complicated systems that they like to in, put like put into their games, that could be something really cool. Because what the the stuff that they did with like, even Project Cross Zone, like you know, like sure that series has like its uh, fair share of missteps, but the amount of work that they do into like kind of unifying that whole crossover and making their systems make sense among all of it it's like it's not a lot of developers can do that as uh, smoothly as they can absolutely something a bit interesting and it just occurred to me probably not going to have any relation whatsoever but i do know that a platinum game said that their next uh, their switch project is going to be something very interesting maybe maybe it's collaboration with them because could be could yeah. be because square enix obviously with platinum games you know well not sorry what am i talking about square enix but like mom soft uh have they ever worked with platinum before on anything probably not i i don't think so but nintendo has so yeah yeah, yeah clearly nintendo maybe they'll be like you know they're the go-between but probably I not think that'd be anything fun. but i do I, that would be interesting not that you know i think platinum strength is in its gameplay i don't know if monsoft has had that much trouble with gameplay typically it's a little more of the story side but we'll they find out we've done much action rpgs so yeah that's a point. oh this yeah. is true you, you never you never know with platinum games they like they'll announce like some crazy collaboration within between like the next few minutes to like three months from now you did just you never know yeah, exactly. And I wanted to mention because we're talking about platinum games. Um, you did read that interview uh, that they had, where they basically said if it wasn't for Yokotaro, that platinum games would have gone under. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the yeah, the, the, yeah Nier, Nier Automata did gangbusters with them beyond their wildest expectations. Just seeing that, like, Nier itself, like, kind of like saved the company, oh, is man. a weird thing Nier to think Automata about. Is a multi-million seller. I, yeah. I never would have that before we're going back to the times when they gave we gave awards because it was like our most anticipated and biggest surprise you know near automata of all the series considering you know near was such a a mixed bag for a lot of people like it's like you either liked it or you hated it um and then you go to the jack and guard series which is like you know that was all over the place but near automata uh you need to be a masochist to really love the dragon guard series yeah. So since since we're on the topic, uh, Sino Alice Yokotaro's uh, mobile game, uh, yes. it has its collaboration with Nier Automata. Yes. Start, it started up like a few days ago. Um, they have if you pre-registered, you'll have two B in there that you can roll for nine S, A two, and a meal uh, in there. I had I had some leftover That's gems. I, uh, yeah, I had some leftover currency in that game that like. I, I haven't touched the game in months. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go fucking roll for them. And I, I look at the rates. Like mo- most of the rates are like less. No, all the rates are like less than one percent for the Tombata characters. <sighs> so I didn't get jack shit. So, <sighs> yeah. I mean, I have yeah. a hard time with Fire Emblem Heroes, so I'm not gonna even gonna touch that because like that's that seems like a nightmare of epic proportions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, but you know, there's a reason why I don't play gotcha games. It's not because I don't. I just. I don't know. Don't it just do doesn't it. appeal God, to me at all. It, it, it'll, it'll make you meet your gambler spirit that you never thought you had. And it's like, no, this is 
I mean, I not a good luck. I will say I have great luck in Grand Blue Fantasy, and that game is a really deep story, and I love it. So I, I have a, a totally opposite experience with Grand Blue Fantasy that it gets me more uh, caught up in it than most RPGs do. But that's just my experience. Mm-hmm. So moving into the last piece of news, because we've been doing this for a bit here. Uh, Crunchyroll announced mm-hmm. recently, this past week, in fact, like we talked about with all this news, they are going to get, they are getting into the business of localizing anime mobile games. Oh my god, speaking of mobages. Uh, so they <laughs> did say that it's going to be mostly RPGs, and the first one's going to be Dunmachi Memoria Freeze, which is, uh, was it, what's, how, what's the actual name of the, it's like yeah, how to pick up girls in a dungeon. <laughs> it's a, the, the, the full like English name for that is, is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon? Yes. Uh, yeah. And, you know, it's got Hestia, people who might know her. Uh, she's the girl with like the white like thigh-length dress with the blue string around her chest. That's Don Machi. Uh, yeah, and... I, I actually actually heard good things about this when it came out in uh, Me too. Japan. Me too. Yeah, it, it, so... it's an all right show. I mean, it's a guilty pleasure of mine. I mean, it's not bad. It's just not amazing. Oh, we're talking about the game. I mean, the show oh, itself okay. is all right, uh, and they are continuing to make new seasons and stuff like that. But like the game itself, I did hear it was decent. I just thinking about like the mobile RPGs that are worth localizing. I guess, like, I mean, Square Enix has already got their lion's share yeah. of games that they keep opening and closing. Like, they keep shutting them down and bringing them back over, so I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see where this is going to lead them, because this is a partnership with GREE, and they were, like, a really, really big uh, mobile game developer and publisher in Japan. I don't know how big they are these days, but, like, me three I years ago, they're... man, they they were, they were like, they dominated uh, Tokyo Game Show. For a, for a good while. Yeah, I mean, isn't Gree like Brave Exvius and all that? So they still got like some big games in Galaxy Heroes. I know Gree is still like pretty significant mm-hmm. yeah. uh, even now. Still dominate most of the charts. But so they like... do have a partnership with Crunchyroll. So, you know, the, well, seeing them get into that direction, I think is really interesting. I, I There's just, there's a fair share of like mobile games uh, that are only in Japan that I'd like to see get localized. The Star Ocean one, I think would be interesting. There's a new Madoka Magica one that would probably be worth uh, seeing. But you you know I'm kind of interested to see how if how well Crunchyroll is going to hand, handle this because the mobile game market trying to like be successful with it in the West is beyond challenging. Just I mean if they localized Battle Girl High School that'd be pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I still play yeah, it all yeah, the time to this table. day. Yeah. So there you go. I'd be totally down with that. Uh, what, what, are you willing to start over on that if it gets an English release? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I did talk about before, like a long time ago, how they ch- completely changed the mechanics where like you don't get a guaranteed four star. It's like you have to like roll three times, you get a coupon uh, yeah. to get a four star. Yeah, it's totally different than it was, but I'm still really addicted to it. I think it's a, an amazing mobile game, but like I would not start over, I don't think. I would just be like, I would get some of the story, but like most of that game is just playing matches and whatnot so it's not much about the story as it were even if the story seems really good from what little i understand of it <laughs> it's okay the sooner or later we're, uh, we're gonna have to plunge rpg cited to some amount of grand blue because of that new platinum games grand blue game the the one coming probably i'm saying man grand blue is great it's english so that helps and they got the like i said the card captain sakura uh event is coming up here and they got the sakura but, but, I, I mean, event but you have really to you have to get everyone accustomed to, like the characters like i don't know jack shit about the the actual like cast of the grand blue series except oh, for a dude is named gran and there's a girl named vera and the two main characters it. named gran is actually a boy you can decide but boy or girl they're both named gran and you just decide okay. Okay. Uh, and they got the floating yeah and there's like a, a, a hilarious comic that they, they put like one free uh issue out like i don't know if it's like every week or something like that and there's like hundreds of uh 
uh, hundreds of them, and they're all translated, and they're like I die laughing when I read them uh, with every new issue. So there's that as well, and it's completely free to play. So it's great. And they have like these every at the end of every month. There's like a festival where they increase the rates across the board, and I typically get something out of it. So. I'm okay with this. Even if a lot of people have terrible luck, I seem to have pretty good luck with the Game of Fantasy. I don't know why. So it's all right. It's all right because I'm 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 I've got good luck. If I had bad luck at it, I'm sure I would hate the game. So that's it. Gotcha. One hundred and one. For this edition of the TetraCast, um, boy, there's just so much here, and there's so many games coming out this week that's worth looking into. We've got you know Yakuza Kiwami, which we've already got a review up on the site thanks to Kyle. Warriors All Stars comes out this week as well. Uh, Hot Shots Golf, I guess, is another game Hell that comes yeah. out. No one, uh, seems to be PC. talking about, unless they got like on the Prime Day deal where they got it for like ten bucks. Um, I'm, 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 I want to play that new Hot Shots Golf game. I don't just don't like, won't get it right. Oh yeah, you have Mario plus Mario, uh, Mario, Mario plus Rabbids. Um, and by this time next week, you'll finally be able to play about East Eight. Uh, you'll be able to talk about it. Um, and also, uh, well, uh, we won't be able, people won't be able to play it, but we will be able to talk about it. Yeah, like I said. We'll be able to talk about it um, by this time next week, and then uh, yeah, just so much to talk about. Yeah, and there's a there's that new Life is Strange before the storm coming out as well. Yes. Oh yeah, he's seven's PC version too. Yes, oh, yeah. that'll be out uh, the mm-hmm. end of the month as well. Um, yeah, Life is Strange before the storm. I don't know if we'll be able to get that going here. I'm oh, sure. the, the new the new XCOM two expansion as well is coming out of here. Same really, really Mario good plus Oh, yeah. Yep. XCOM 2 expansion actually had a price mistake on it. And we'll have Gamescom news coming out from there, too. We'll have some articles, I'm sure, about that stuff because we've got, like, Monster Hunter World stuff coming. Uh, just a lot. Just a lot. And, and if you're if you're Japan or, like, you are uh, can read Japanese, Knights of Azure 2 is coming out uh, next week as well. Finally. Monster Double Cross on Switch also came out in on Switch in Japan two days ago. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. That's right. There you go. Then the, finally, the games have arrived. We've got everything covered at this point. I think that's that's it. I think we can just call it, call it a wrap. <laughs> All right. So, anything else, Josh? Um, uh, I have the Lost Child, Yomawari Midnight Shadows. Oh and yeah, that, that came Nintendo out like V2R. We... Oh, yeah, the new wait Yomawari is out. That's in Japan. No. Oh, yeah. in Japan. Yeah, yeah, but the Lost Child. Yeah, that just came out. I wonder how that's how that's going. Yeah. Because that's like that's, that's from the, the uh, El Shaddai guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, El Shaddai, but crossed with SMT. But it's a dungeon crawler, and it's so against what that original game was. So I don't know. Like I've seen art for it. I'm like, ah oh, man, what happened? Like, it's supposed to be the spiritual sequel, or actually the sequel to El Shaddai. Like, I didn't think the original game was that great, but it looked awesome. So. I just know El Shaddai dude isn't it? That's the only thing I really remember from El Shaddai. Yeah, that's and it's just about a guy who gets. Almost got hit by a train, and the girl whisks him away. It's just all kinds of things. All right, so um, we're really bad at ending these podcasts, but let's just go ahead and wrap things up. Here's here. all the RPGs happening right now. That's yes. how you end the podcast. Yeah. Yes, and we'll have a lot of reviews up on the site. So you can find you can find those articles when they show up on RPGSite.net. You can also find us on Twitter at RPGSite, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash RPGSiteNet. I should also mention before that we have all those Dissidia and uh, Final Fantasy NT guides that you can read right now, and we'll have some other great content coming up for that too. Uh, on YouTube.com slash RPG Site Net, go figure. Also, you can always subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Just search for TetraCast. Usually it says TetraCast by Zach Reese. I think Alex decided to do that, I guess because I'm the author now. Um, you can also find us always on our permanent link on Discord, discord.me slash RPG Site. 
And finally, um, we always like to share where you can find us on Twitter. So where can they find you, Josh? You can find me at HDKirin, H-D-K-I-R-I-N. Thank you. And James? At the Sweet, T-H-E-S-W-W-E-E-T. You can find me at Zachary. So that's it for the August 26, 2017 edition of the TetraCast. Catch us next week, as always, for another edition of the TetraCast. Bye, everyone. <laughs>